I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. Greetings from Queens, New York. Oakland Gardens, Bayside, Queens, New York to be exact. Uh, in In my mother's... Uh, apartment. My last week staying with my mom. I move into my new apartment on the Lower East Side uh, next week. Uh, not that you guys need to know that. Uh, apologies for the banging if you hear it. It's uh, some work that's being done upstairs in the apartment upstairs. And uh, anyway, uh, the podcast coming up is just me chatting about, well, chatting about a number of things that were sort of inspired by the Aziz Ansari story. Uh, and the topics we cover are the story itself, although you know I'm 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 unsure about how I feel about all that. So um, stick with uh, stick with the discussion because the important part of the discussion is about consent and most importantly about how men uh, responsibility men need to take uh, around consent because uh, obviously a lot of the discussion is about women giving consent, but there's not a lot of discussion about men taking responsibility. So. Uh, as I say in the podcast, and you'll hear it, uh, I, uh, allow me to be honest about the, uh, you know, what I was thinking in my head when I first saw the Aziz Ansari story. So stick with it as I try to make sense of it. And uh, we get into the meat of what I wanted to talk about, which is consent. And uh, then some more lighthearted stuff in the second half of the the, the podcast about um, how we can ha- make uh, sex more positive for women, uh, which was also inspired by the fallout from the Aziz Ansari story which um, there was a lot of discussion about uh, uh, bad sexual experiences of women that don't fall under the category of assault or even misconduct, but just down to men's inability to read women. So there's a, there's a sort of second, a second half of the discussion, which I try to be a bit more lighthearted. But anyway, needless to say, it's just me. I think it's a good chat. Uh, stick with it, though, because at the start, I'm a little unconfident. And, you know, I've got to be honest, hesitant, afraid to say things. But... I, uh, I listened back to it and I, I think I worked that out and uh, I, I think it's a worthy chat. It's just my two cents uh, uh, to add to the discussion and um, I'm very open to learning more and more about this. And so this is really just me trying to be part of the discussion and not thinking that I have uh, so much to add to it. I'm just trying to just chuck in just, just a little bit. And uh, um, anyway, it, it, here's the chat and then... Uh, we will chat to you soon on uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and we can continue the discussion. So here's me. Uh, first, uh, for those that don't know, the Aziz Ansari, sto- uh, Aziz Ansari, uh, Ansari story came out uh, two days ago. You kind of need to read it, really. Uh, it would help you to uh, maybe engage in this, uh, in this discussion a little bit more. And I also have to say that this particular podcast will have more questions than answers. As a man in 2018, I'm, I'm, I have a lot more questions, you know, uh, about 
you know what what what's acceptable uh, for me and all these types of things. You know, they, it, it's just a, it's a ch- it's a changing time, and I'm I'm open to that. I love it. You know, I think it's important. Uh, and um, so this is part of that sort of journey of trying to understand things uh, a bit better. But anyway, just a quick synopsis. Uh, Aziz Ansari met this uh, woman at an Emmy party. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't like do a study of the story to give exact details, but they went on a date, which you know she wasn't content with as far as the initial part of the date went, anyway. And then she ended up in a situation where she was very uncomfortable sexually, and she felt coerced. And uh, when when the experience was over, uh, which was uh, uh, you know, different things went on. No, no uh, intercourse, but uh, you know there was, um, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on, and she felt that uh, Aziz Ansari was was very aggressive and completely unaware, unable to read her nonverbal cues about that she wasn't comfortable. And when uh, when she revised the scenario the next day, she felt particularly upset. It so happened that Aziz Ansari had texted her the next day to say, I had fun last night or a day or two later. I had fun last night. And she texted him and said, it wasn't fun for me. I don't know how you couldn't tell that. Uh, and then he apologized. But, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance and oddities in the story uh, that you should that you should read to understand this. Uh, what I thought was interesting about this particular story was it, it, it incited a lot of debate online uh, and uh, you know there was a broad spectrum of ideas I know myself I immediately had some thoughts and I would I would like permission to to be as honest as possible in the in, in the in the acceptance that this is a discussion about things that uh, I thought about and things that also came up in the media about this particular story um, I'd like to have the freedom to to talk about the different things that went on in my mind, but at the same time, I, I'm not saying that my word is, you know, my, uh, that I'm right in any way. I'm just trying to have this discussion because I feel like this discussion around consent and responsibilities uh, and um, women feeling safe is like something that a uh, conversation we need to have for a long time. So, uh, my initial reaction, I have to say, upon reading the article, uh, was. I just, I just don't see how Aziz Ansari is completely responsible for her discomfort in this situation. That's just me being honest. I thought that, and I'm a little bit influenced by comments I've 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 read on Twitter since. But you know, it it, it looked like he was quite sort of un, uh, you know, unaware of her. I mean, perhaps uh, I would go so far as to say like he's not great in the bedroom. Um, there is stuff. There's things that we'll discuss a little bit later in more detail. But you know, he does things like sticking his fingers in her mouth, and uh, I, I won't. You know, you can read it. There's more detail in it. But um, and he's very, he's very aggressive. And I think it's without doubt most men will say that at least once in their life they've been in a situation where they they were disregarded a woman's feelings just in the sense that they were horny and they felt like they were entitled to. Uh, push the boundaries and I'm not suggesting assault in any way I'm saying that I think most men would be lying if they said I have not been in a situation where I was a bit pushy in a situation where a woman 
didn't seem to be super comfortable. Now, she never said no or she never said like, no, I'm not into it. But I definitely was like, uh, you know, a little on the horny, aggressive side. So, you know, like a lot of people said on Twitter and like a lot of women uh, posted on Twitter, like Jessica Valenti, a lot of men will not see what's fucked up about this situation. And to a certain extent, in, in my sense, I guess... I read her tweet and I thought, yeah, I need to find I need to find out a bit more about why women read this and go, yes, I've been in that situation many times. But my initial reaction was, I, I don't see how Aziz Ansari is completely responsible for this in the sense that, and there's loads of discussion about this online, you know, she didn't, she had m- many chances, like she chilled it out, you have to read it, but she chilled out the scenario uh, you know, he, he was going to get a condom and then she was like, yo, yo, we need to like slow down. And he did slow down, but then he kept sort of, you know, he kept trying to instigate more sexual stuff afterwards. And he, you know, they had gotten dressed again, but then he was trying to initiate it again. Yes. My initial reaction was such that I, I, I didn't see how Aziz Ansari was 100% responsible. Now I see online, there's been a couple of strong articles from uh, female writers saying that this is not great that this article came out. It belittles uh, genuine abuse. Um, and, I, and I can see that argument. Personally, for me, what I thought was important or what I wanted to talk about from the article is you can judge men or not, or you can judge women or not for not walking out of that situation. You know, like you could judge her for not leaving, right? You can say, you continue. You 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 gave him a blowjob again. You know, he didn't force your head down. You could judge her for not leaving, or as a woman, you could say, "I've been in this situation so many times, and men never get it." You know, men never get the fact that like I'm not comfortable, and they keep pushing. And even though I never made explicitly clear, it should be very clear that like I'm like a fucking statue, and I'm just not I'm not feeling it. You know, whatever you know, whatever the whatever way you want to look at it in terms of judgment. I actually don't think it's important because it's like it's one of those I have my opinion you have your opinion parts of the discussion what what I think is a good part of the discussion which I see happening online is the concept of what is consent you know and the, from the debate that I can see uh, you know and I'm of the generation where it was like no means no that was the mantra right no means no and you know if she says no that's it and if you if you if you jump past that no, then you're you're in the realm of sexual assault. You're in the realm of, of, of rape. You're in the realm of doing something that somebody doesn't want to do. Now, I was not aware that that discussion ha- seems to have moved on and that a lot of people are suggesting that it should be an enthusiastic yes is consent. Uh, and so I thought, well, you know, if I'm not aware of it and then people aren't aware of it, that, you know, that's where the discussion is going. And... Uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. You know, like, I mean, from the, from the, from the discussions that I'm seeing, like, there's way more women unhappy with their sexual experiences than I would have ever thought possible, you know? And even last night after I did my, I did a set in the comedy cellar and I was talking to a comedian and she was just saying, like, every woman can tell you about numerous examples of shitty sexual experiences they've had, you know? And whether that's just part of life or not, again, that's another discussion. Like that that's that discussion is dealt with in depth in article in the New York Times, article in Atlantic.com, 
um, there, there's like, uh, there's, there's a lot of discussion going on right now about whether you know this is just bad sex and suck it up or whatever. But there are a lot of women having way more negative sexual experiences than I could have possibly imagined. You know, it's disappointing, it's, uh, it's concerning, and you know whether, uh, whether making sure people have positive sexual experiences is. Uh, the important discussion that we need to have, it, the 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 discussion about consent definitely is, and uh, you know that's not being taught to men. You know, like that's one thing is for sure. It's not being taught to men. You know, and growing up, I definitely thought that. Uh, I you know I really thought that my role was, I hit on the woman, you know I I ask a woman out, uh, I initiate kissing. I initiate, you know, trying to sort of, I mean, like, this is the crude language of, of, of adolescence. Like, you know, what can I, you know, how much did you get off her? Or like, how far did you get? You know, that, that's the language, you know, like, uh, we can't lie and say that's not the language, you know, and, you know, until recent times where you start to look at, well, you start to look at it from the female's point of view, you know, because I haven't had anybody directly come back to me in, ever in my life and say, that was a very negative sexual experience I've had with you. I've had people come back and be like, you're a fucking asshole, why didn't you text me back? But I've, I've, I've never had people come and, and say like, oh, yo, that was a, a negative sexual experience um, in terms of like, I, you know, I don't, I, 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 I've never had anyone come back and say like, I don't think you were... Um, you know, I, I, I don't think you were uh, clear with my messages where I was not comfortable, you know. Um, so, but but let's not pretend that, that up until recent times, I think most men would have thought that their role was push it, you know. And um, that's the thing I think we need to just say, like, push it is not the discourse, you know. Like... I, I can't say that, like, men have done anything wrong up to this point in terms of, like, doing what they thought was okay. But if we're now saying that it's not okay, let's make sure it's known that it's not okay. You know? I don't know if push it is too crude a term, but, like, that's what I thought I was meant to do, particularly in my adolescence. I mean, in adulthood, it's a little different, you know, because I think people are more mature and they discuss things a little bit more. And women are also, I think, you know, as you get older, women are maybe a little more clear about what they want and what they like and what they desire so they can articulate that to you a little bit better. And that's better for everybody because the sex is better and everyone's comfortable. But, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, a period of time where people are unsure about what they want and they're unsure about, what you know, what scenario is safe for them or what scenario they want to be in. Or also, they're insecure, so they're not sure if they can say to the guy, uh, you know, I'm not into it uh, without, you know, being judged. Or, you know, they're worried about what people think of them. Like, you know, in terms of that time, I think we need to be real clear. Push it is not the way, you know, how far can I get is not the way. Um, and... Uh, whether enthusiastic, like I, like I would challenge whether this kind of enthusiastic yes is the answer. Because, I, like, are, are, are we saying then that a situation where uh, somebody says, "Let's just fool around," and then it escalates, like, due to uh, sexual attraction and the natural, you know, the human body just being like, "Fuck, I definitely want more than I thought I wanted a half an hour ago," and if that then escalates, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, basically, uh, the the enthusiastic yes is 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 kind of an odd one for me because you you 
you you you think you're reading a situation like like let's like let's use the Aziz Ansari example just again because it's all out there on paper, and uh, you know most women go. I've been in this horrible situation before, but I guarantee you there's some men, including Aziz Ansari, that are going, I, yo, I was not clear that you were that uncomfortable. So I, I get the enthusiastic yes as like um, an ideal situation, but I also think that not everyone's great at articulating their desires. So I think it's also important to make sure that we have a clear no scenario too. You know, like I think it's I, I, I think it's it's more than it's it, I think it's it's probably safer to say, let's make sure that we have a no as well as a yes. You know, and I, I think um, I think it's really important for men to start to understand how they can they can be sure, because I still think I, I think it's innate. You know, call me call me old fashioned, but I think it's innate. Men tend to be like pursue the advancement of things more than women. You know, I, I I think that might be in us. Now, if that's conditioning and if that's society, then let's tackle that too. But up until now, I would have been of the opinion that it's like innate that the man is going to pursue. So let's be sure about uh, at every junction, at every crossroads, a man knows that it's all right and a woman knows that she's comfortable. Now, I don't know how to make sure. I don't know how to make that clear, but like, let's just stop beating around the bush and let's make it clear, you know, because if it's not clear, then we're going to consistently have situations where people feel hurt, you know, like I do not doubt that this woman feels really fucking hurt in this Aziz Ansari situation, you know, whether it should be in the fucking paper or not is, is a separate discussion, you know, for what it's worth. I don't think it should be in the paper, but it's a separate discussion. I think she feels hurt. You know, and I think most women read that and go, I felt that way. And it's a shitty feeling. So like, what's wrong with saying, let's have less people feeling shitty after they have a sexual experience. What's so wrong in saying, let's make women feel less shitty. Because I know I felt shitty after some sexual experience, but I know that I have not felt as shitty as this woman felt. And I know that I don't feel shitty on a regular basis or certainly have as, as many experiences of shitty feelings after sex that I than women like I, I can't compare it you know I'm always safer because I'm physically stronger most of the time you know I'm I'm emotionally for some reason I'm less invested you know all, all these things you know I could I could give more and more lists but I'm not feeling as vulnerable as a woman I'm not that that's my that's my personal opinion so let's make it better you know I don't know how I'll be looking forward to the tweets, you know? I mean, we could have fun with it, and, you know, you can say, like, I have a routine about how we need an app. Not a consent app. I see people saying that. I'm not talking about a consent app. I say we need an app to say, like, what a woman, you know, like you put into the app what you want out of this particular, you know, thing, and then it tells you directions to, like, what a woman wants, you know? And it's a lighthearted routine about how women's sexual desires or women's, like, uh, things that women like or things that turn women on are, are very varied, compared to like men are very simple you know like you can you go at them and they're happy you know uh, uh whereas women like one woman likes one thing one woman likes another that's a light-hearted routine but you know and if it's a more serious discussion uh you know we we we, we need to make it clear but I, I think it's tough to make it clearer because i think if you look at the reaction to this aziz ansari story women aren't clear on it either 
Because for every woman that goes, I felt this way and this is fucking bullshit and Aziz Ansari is a scumbag, there's another woman going, how dare you put this out there in the midst of the Me Too movement as if this can be equated with the shit that women deal with. As if the fact that you went on a date with this guy and you went back to his apartment and like going back to somebody's apartment is not saying I'm okay to have sex. I'm not saying that. It's beyond that when you're sitting there and you're still blowing him after you said you're not into it you know like and then people say well it's hard to say no and it's like yeah i get it but what level does a woman have responsibility there's like there's as many there's as many sides you know coming from women there's as many uh, debates coming from women on both sides of this argument to say that women aren't clear either so we need to get like real clear on it you know uh it's just better for everybody you know because you know, people are more comfortable having sex nowadays. Like, morally, we're comfortable with it. Morally, we're, we're comfortable with sexual interaction as leisure, sexual interaction as part of the way that we get to know each other. Uh, you know, th we've accepted that's okay in society, you know? It's not like a dirty thing. So, um, people like rock climbing, but they fucking, you know, they use loads of safety shit so they don't get hurt. So like, we need some, we need some fucking harnesses, you know, we need some shit, uh, in terms of our sexual interactions that stops people getting hurt, you know? Um, so, you know, not that this is like the fucking touching the void of a sexual relations, but like that, 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 that's the discussion that, that needs to happen, you know? Um, Again, I don't have the answers. I mean, I, I jokingly at the comedy side, because I was saying like, there's another side to this, which is like, you know, when people get hangry, you know, people get really hungry, they fucking do stupid shit. Like, you know, they shout at their friends and then they eat and then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, when when a man gets horny, like he fucking makes bad decisions, you know? And by God, this is not a rationalization for any behavior that a man, any bad behavior a man might do when he's horny. But at the same time, it's like, it's like the same thing as when people say, like, uh, if, a, if, a, if a woman is drinking, you got to be careful because you're not as protected, you know. So you say to a woman, like, you got to be careful, like, you got to be you got to be safe, you know. And it's the same thing when I say to men, it's like, yo, you got to be careful because you can make some stupid ass decisions when you're fucking horny, like not wearing a condom, for example. Like, let's let's take it away from the assault thing, because I, I don't want people to in any way, shape, or form think I'm trying to rationalize a man's behavior because he's horny, so that makes it okay. But like, So let's say, like, not wearing a condom. Dangerous on two fronts. You want to have a baby? Fine. But if you don't want to have a baby and you're not wearing a condom, you're, you're an idiot, right? Number two, STDs. Uh, by the way, which is a separate discussion on how people have gotten way too comfortable with, you know, not wearing condoms because birth control is so much more effective nowadays. I think people think, like, oh, I'm not going to get pregnant. It's fine. But, like, STDs are on the rise. But anyway, a man will fucking not use a condom or a woman, for that matter, the same. She gets really horny and she thinks, fuck it doesn't matter you know but then when the horniness disappears it's like what the fuck when the cloud of passion disappears you think what the fuck was i thinking you know so you can make bad decisions when you're horny right so now let's take it back to the consent space okay man and woman having fun absolutely consensual then it gets to a point where the woman whether she's loving it or not is irrelevant but the woman says this is where i want to be at and no further Right. And of course, the guy is like horny as fuck and he's charged up as fuck and he's not going to assault her, but he's not going to let it go. 
you know? So he's going to think it's his duty to like be like, yeah, I get it. Let's not do it anymore. And then five, ten minutes later, try to raise it up again, you know, try to get it going again. Try to, I guess, in his mind, he's thinking, let me get her to want it enough that she thinks, fuck it, you know? And he's not thinking I'm, 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 I'm he's not thinking he's doing anything wrong. You know, he's just thinking, I want to make her horny enough that she wants to do it, right? So in that situation where uh, if a woman says, no way, and I don't want it to go any further, and if it goes further later on because you made me horny enough to want to do it, I'm going to remind you that I didn't want you to make me horny enough to do it. So like, I think that's okay for a woman to say. It's like, stop fucking trying to make me horny enough that I'm going to make a shit decision. So if you're in that situation, right, uh, I think guys need to fucking find a way or guys need to understand that it's their duty to step off and stop. And you can call this controversial, but I think guys, if guys are feeling like really fucking charged up, you know, and if guys are thinking like, fuck this, man, I want this, you got to go jerk off. You got to go to the bathroom and fucking get rid of that energy because whatever it is about the human body, after you blow your load, everything changes. So, some people will probably say that's controversial on my behalf, but I think, like, you gotta, you, you gotta be safe, you know? And I think that's safe for everybody, that if a guy fucking has gotten so charged up that he feels like he's losing his ability to control himself, you gotta go jerk off, man, because it's your, your fucking response. You're an adult man or you're, you're, you're a teenage man, it doesn't matter. You're responsible for your behavior. You know, and your anatomy or the fact that you got a dick and a dick makes you make stupid fucking decisions is no excuse. You know, it's no excuse to say, well, she got naked, didn't she? You know, she got naked. Doesn't isn't that a nonverbal clue? Not an excuse because a naked woman is still allowed to say no. You know, uh, she came back to my apartment. It's like a fucking woman that wants a cup of tea and a cuddle is allowed to say no when you're trying to fuck her. You know, she was blowing me. That's a fucking nonverbal, that's a verbal clue, a nonverbal clue that says, I'm cool with what's going on. It's like, no, she's cool blowing you. That doesn't mean she wants to get fucked, right? So if you get to the stage where you're like, yo, blowing me is not enough. I want to fuck you. And she says no, and she wants it to stop. It doesn't even matter if you were like getting blown, you know, because a guy who's getting blown, he thinks it's his fucking God given right to fucking get that shit to the end. But even if she decides at that minute, it's like, no, if you're not happy with me blowing you, I'm not finishing you off, and I'm, I'm, I don't want any more of this to happen. You can argue all you want about whether she's a bitch. That's, that's not the discussion. She has every right to say, get the fuck away from me. You know, everybody has, every, everybody has a right to say, get the fuck away from me. You know? You could, women would say, yeah, but like, like lady, you don't fucking, don't play with fire. That's fine. That's a separate discussion. You can say that's playing with fire. But separate to playing with fire, that doesn't mean the man has no responsibility so I'm telling guys, go fucking jerk off, man. Save yourself the fucking hassle, you know? Because the minute you blow your load, you're fucking done. If you can find another way, a less disgusting way to fucking power down, fine. But there are terms out there like blue balls and all these things. Like these terms, they, they're not scientific, but they're there for a reason, you know? Guys get fucking charged up, you know? So I'm a guy. I can't speak for women, you know? I, I, I can't speak for women. And... I, I, you know, I guess I can be a reverend or I'm a comedian, so what the fuck do I know? But, you know, I'll just speak to men on how men, you know, just some practical examples of how men can be more responsible, 
you know that 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 that's my thought on it you know and i i think that the discourse up to now has been that men have a certain right you know if you've gotten it to a certain level then a man has a certain right you know who the fuck do you think you are to turn off the tap you know that that's the feeling you know and like i said at the beginning i think men feel like it's their duty to push it like literally i think men think it's their duty to push it and i i actually think and women can respond to this or women can have this discussion I think women think it's men's responsibility too, you know? I think women think, you know, I'll leave it up to him to fucking see where this goes, you know? And that that too is dangerous, you know? Because, I, I mean, I think it would be better if a woman came in knowing exactly what she wanted and that we we've, we both men and women found a better way to make sure that that's where it ends up, you know? Um even though going back to like the condom discussion, like I think the problem with all these things that we're having is everything gets muddled when sexual desire kicks in, you know? And and I could give numerous examples of, you know, usually about condom use really about how, you know, the best intentions get thrown out of the water when both of you have just got to a place where it's like, ah, oh, fuck, you know? Damn it, you know? Or you end up having sex in the car, even though you were just supposed to fool around in the car. Next thing you're having sex in the car. And then, you know, perhaps later on, both people are thinking like, well, that wasn't ideal. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, let's not pretend that, you know, every all this stuff that's going on sexually is negative. You know, we just need to be we need to be, uh, you know, clearer about it. So, well, that was that was my little rant on that. Um, I hope. I hope it's uh, I hope it's a positive part of the discussion. And again, I mean, in a way, I'm using you guys as a way to sort of it's a sounding board for my own ideas, you know. And sometimes I argue with myself, and sometimes I, you know, sometimes I wonder why I get defensive on behalf of men in general, you know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, and there's a lot of that going on. And that's a separate, I have that discussion. I'm going to be talking to Adrian Appalucci. So perhaps uh, in my next podcast, and perhaps we'll discuss that, you know, the, the defensiveness of men and, um, uh, you know, what, what, what's, uh, whatever that's another discussion so we'll get bogged down it so now let's 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 lighten it up you know let's look at what the other thing that i've taken from this is oh sorry the other th thing that i've seen like twitter wise uh and from talking to women over the last well actually over over over, over the last longer while because there's there's a much more serious discussion happening which i don't feel as confident of, about talking about because you know that's about 
discrimination and lack of equality and things that, well, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm a tall white man, so I, 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 I don't speak with authority on what it's like to be discriminated against and what it's like to be unequal and what it's like to grow up feeling inferior because you don't have a dick. So like, I, I don't, I don't speak with confidence on that. I'm just trying to listen, but I guess in terms of a discussion like, uh, like this one about consent, um, you know, that is a, that, you know, that, that is the thing. And I guess the last thing we didn't discuss, uh, is, you know, whatever, what is a woman's responsibility? Because cause sometimes I do feel, and this is like one of the things the New York Times article was discussing. There was an article by, I think her name is Bari, but uh, you can read that. You know, just Google the stories about Aziz Ansari, but just in terms of this, like, you know, uh, I guess the, sometimes you can see this narrative where it's like it's a woman is always like a hapless victim in this uh, scenario of male sexual aggression, whereas an actual fact, like, you know, sometimes you have to take responsibility for your behavior. Um, so, like, I do think sometimes that it's like, what's a woman's role? Like, it's, I get it. Like, people are always saying, like, why why don't men take responsibility for what they need to do? But, like, you know, it is a two-way street. And at the end of the day, if a man wants to do it and a woman doesn't, like, it's usually up to the person who doesn't want to do something to be quite clear that, like, this shouldn't happen, you know? Um, uh, so, anyway, uh, the thing that I've been taking from Twitter... Uh, and talking to women is that women are not having enough positive sexual experiences. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, I've always thought that maybe like men can be inconsiderate in the bedroom, but I think it's way, it's, it's it, it, there's way more people, way more women unsatisfied with their sexual experiences with men than I would have thought. You know, and well, we need to, we need to better, we need to make that better. You know. And I think, on a lighthearted note, number one thing that we can take from this Aziz Ansari story is we need to ban the claw. The concept of spreading your fingers wide and shoving your fingers into a woman's mouth uh, to moisten your fingers so that you can then apply that moisture to another part of her anatomy is not sexy to me. And... Uh, my my understanding from a female reaction is it's not sexy to women either. And I would suggest that, you know, when we look at the, when people talk about that other discussion about what men think is sexy or what men think they're entitled to in the bedroom, I feel like that's a little bit connected to that whole porn discussion and, you know, a sense of male sexual gratification. And I, I, I just don't know why you would ever think that's a good idea. You know, I know some women like to have their hair pulled and I know some women like when a man takes control, like I've had many women tell me I like it when a man takes control. But how do you not think when you're sticking your fingers in a woman's mouth that she's not thinking like, did you fucking wash your hands, you fucking dirty ass? Like, I'm just sorry, but that just is like weird to me. That's like a weird dominating thing, you know, and again, I'm not judging Aziz sorry. Maybe he just didn't realize that, but. I think we need to ban the claw. Ban the claw, you know? Um, there's just no, you know, I, I, and if there's, a, if, there's a, if there's a cohort of women that are into the claw, then I think they need to, as part of our discussion about consent, I think they need to put that out there straight away. It's like, hey, by the way, I know it's banned, but I'm actually, I like the claw. And then they can waive their right to the ban. But in general, I think the claw needs to be banned. And I think men need to know that 
they should wait for a request to have their fingers thrust into a woman's mouth. You know, I can understand, you know, uh, the simulation of oral pleasure has a certain titillation, uh, you know, and some people would definitely be aroused by that. But the forcible thrusting of fingers for uh, lubrication of your own body. What's wrong with your own mouth? That's my question. If indeed this thrusting of fingers is about lubricating uh, somebody's vagina, then use your own mouth, you fucking dirty animal. Uh, Sorry, I'm not speaking directly to Aziz. I'm sorry. I'm speaking to the hypothetical of men that like to thrust their fingers. In fact, the fact that it's um, called the claw... And a few women have said to me about the claw. Uh, I, I'm getting the assumption that this is a move. You know, this is a move that I was um, not aware of. So, uh, uh, in a lighthearted section about what you know, how do we please women better? Banning the claw would be one of the things. Um, but I also think, in general, just just good good bedroom acumen would be if a man is 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 more into finding out what a woman wants you know uh obviously in terms of what she's comfortable doing in terms of this discussion about what's consensual and what's not or what's what's bordering on assault but then on a uh, let's let's assume this situation is entirely consensual uh this hypothetical situation i think men should consider it their responsibility to find out more about what a woman wants you know and because it's so disparate and I guess because some men think it's their job to just know. And maybe some women are afraid to say it because they're afraid that a man might, you know, have his, you know, might be insecure or might have his masculinity challenged if she said, actually, not like that. Uh, I, I think we need to become way more comfortable. Because, like, look, nobody's fucking, ca- like, there's no real Casanova, you know? There's no guy that walks in and says, I know what I'm doing. And there's no woman that goes, I know exactly what I want. Like, there's a, you know, there's a communication that needs to happen. You know, so let's just put it out there that it's totally okay to discuss, you know, and it's totally okay to say, I like this. Can you do it like that? And even if the, even if your previous experiences have shown that women like it a certain way, that maybe this woman doesn't, you know? And, uh, so as men, I think we need to try to make women enjoy it more. You know, I mean, Elisa Traeger, who's been on this podcast has a routine about, Women aren't having enough orgasms. And, you know, like, it it doesn't bug me, that routine, because I think it's hilarious. But what bugs me is, like, I definitely care, you know? And, like, the routine is all about men not caring. Like, I definitely care. Like, just on a personal note, I fucking hate when a woman doesn't come, you know? And since we're having a sexual discussion, I hope this is not crude. I, I think it's fine, so I'm not going to second-guess myself. But, like, I like it when a woman has an orgasm. Like, not, not, not only do I like it, I consider the experience to be a negative experience if the woman doesn't, you know? And I get it. Like, the woman does not always come. And, like, I also get that, like, one woman comes in, like, five seconds and another one comes, like, in an hour and, you know, the stars need to align and they need to be super calm. Like, I get all that, you know? And there's a gazillion jokes you can make and I think women can make them just as much as men. Like, there's a great spectrum between uh, a woman's ability to orgasm, right? And for some women, it takes a fucking real long time to get comfortable with somebody. Some women, it's just literally like they could fucking sit on a park bench and come. You know, like, I get it, you know? Women have a great spectrum of, of their ability to orgasm. But on a personal note, like, I, I, I consider it a failure if there's not orgasm. But anyway, Lisa has this routine about women not coming, you know? 
And there seems to be huge acceptance of that in an audience every time. I mean, she does like an unscientific survey, but there's always a lot of women in the room that are unsatisfied sexually, you know? And as unsatisfied as a man might be sexually because he likes some weird shit, he's always coming. Like pretty much all the time he's coming, you know? So I think as men, we need to, they, you know, we need a campaign that says like, there needs to be more female orgasms happening in the world, you know? There are so many things that we need to do as men uh, to make women's lives better. But since we're discussing this one area, women need to be having more orgasms, right? So how do we do that? I don't know. I mean, I have always suggested that the number one way that that should happen is more men need to understand that they need to go down and they need to learn what to do when they're down there, you know? And maybe I should talk to us at sex shopper who I haven't, you know, we've chatted a couple of times on Instagram, but I always thought I, I've always wanted to do a podcast with her and uh, perhaps this is a call, but um, you know, uh, perhaps we should, uh, you know, d discuss that a little bit more about how to um, make men more aware of, how to go down and I'm aware that some women are not comfortable with that but you know I do think it's the it's the it's 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 a, a more guaranteed way to uh make a woman happy so that's just one of my messages I mean I I'm, I'm talking to the men here you know uh so I think uh after banning the claw more men need to go down um and I think that both men and women need to realize that if you truly want to be satisfied I think it's better to wait to have sex. Actually, on two levels. Number one, I think you should try to wait as long as possible to have intercourse just because there's an element of the more you know each other and the more that you've um the more that you've like built up a desire. I think the better it is when you finally have sex. But then secondly, I think, you know, if you're in a sexual relationship, I think it's better to wait as long as possible to actually like have intercourse because you know, I, I, I think for a lot of women uh, in my experience, in my research, <laughs> um, it's usually more difficult to, to have an orgasm when the, the intercourse begins. So if you haven't got to a stage where a woman is satisfied before you start that, you're only making it harder for her to be satisfied. And that goes for women too, because I know sometimes whatever's in us, like the desire to just make get to that spot is so strong, but I think it's it's good to resist it. Now, People can argue with me because at the end of the day, we've now gotten into some sort of weird sexual advice section of this podcast. So, uh, but, you know, it's just one of the things I saw when I was looking at all this disease on sorry stuff is that women are fucking, like a lot of women have these bad sexual experiences, so we need to fucking stop them happening, you know? Um, and, uh, I mean, there's like a lot more to discuss about it, but I'm fucking sitting on my own in Alley Pond Park right now. Uh, on the edge of Queens, on the border of Nassau. Uh, and uh, I think I've said a lot. And I just, you know, in these situations, it's always fearful that you can say too much, you know? And, like, I have wanted, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I have started at least eight of these in my car talking on my own podcast about the last few months. And I have not put any of them up because I am so afraid of the reaction. You know, and I, I, it, I guess it's unfortunate in a way because, like, I like putting out my confusion. Like, like I, I, I think it should be okay to just put out the confusion to help the confusion dissipate. You know, because I'm a 42 year old man. I've grown up in a, 
a society like I've grown up in the patriarchy, you know, I've grown up in a misogynist society and things that now we can see are clearly misogynistic did not seem to be a problem to me throughout my life. So I'm only learning this now, you know, I'm not making excuses, but like I'm literally only learning some of it now, you know, and they say ignorance is not a defense. But at the same time, like if you don't know, you don't know, you know. Like, I always use the example of, like, my mother smacked the shit out of me. Not because she was a bad mother, but that's what you did. You hit your kids, you know? And she thought it was good parenting. Now it turns out it's not good parenting. Like, I do not resent my mother for fucking smacking me, you know? And so, like, I'd like to think that people won't resent me for elements of just complete and utter ignorance about certain aspects of the patriarchy and misogyny. But at the same time, I can be a little bit afraid to chuck out my confusions about things uh, because I'm worried about that, that, that pile on, you know, that happens, you know? And, uh, and I, but I also, like, I put up the Maeve discussion because I don't give a fuck when it looks like, you know, like when I don't articulate myself well, you know? If that helps, you know, if that helps the discussion, fine, but that's not always the case. Like, I put up the Maeve discussion because she wanted me to put it back up but I haven't put up my own discussions because I still, you know, I know I'm contradicting what I just said, but like, I, I still get afraid of being misunderstood, you know, like I, I still get afraid of people suggesting I, I'm, a, you know, like I've, I'm, I've done something wrong because I've, I, I've put out a discussion, you know? So with this one, because I, you know, to be honest with this one, I just feel it's a little more safe. Like, I feel it's a little less controversial. So I, I piled on on this one. Plus, plus this consent discussion is one I wanted to have for a long time. So I said, fuck, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this one up. But, you know, I, I, I do think that um, men need to join the conversation more. Like, not the conversation of uh, trying to argue about what's, what's our responsibility or not. But just join the conversation more to say, this is what I don't know. You know, if you can help me to understand it, that'd be great. You know, um, you know, and even to be honest, man, this, if, if you look back on this podcast series, man, like the, there's so many times where like I, I'm trying to understand the plight of women better, you know? So, so I like, I hope we can continue that. You know, and I'm not like a lot of people accusing Aziz Ansari, like, oh, he's a fe th these guys that claim to be feminists always turn out like that's fucking bullshit. Not about Aziz Ansari, but just like you're allowed to be wrong. You know, you're allowed to care and make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like you're allowed to try and not succeed, you know? So like a lot of this, to be honest, this discussion today is like talking to men about how men can better understand it. But at the same time, I'm also saying to women, like, help me understand, but don't judge me or, well, you can judge me, but like, don't fucking completely tear me down or tear somebody down if they're not getting it right straight away, you know? Uh, and you know, so, and I think that's healthy and I'm not judging anybody on that, but I'm just saying like that, that can happen, you know? That, that can happen uh, when you have a discussion where you're, you can't understand the victim. Like, I, I cannot understand 100% how a woman feels to be part of the patriarchy. I can't understand it. Didn't have the experience, you know? Uh, so I'm going to fucking be dumb sometimes, you know? But I'm trying not to be dumb, you know? So that... And, and, 
in fairness, I, if somebody said to me, what's the goal of your podcast? I'd say, well, it's, it's, it's to be entertaining and interesting and informative, but also I, I'd like to help it to learn me to be more informed about various things, you know, whether it be Islamophobia with Nazim and with Mo Amr, whether it be, you know, sexism and uh, misogyny with Maeve and uh, Mia and Ashling B, you know, whether it be race with Godfrey, you know, uh, and Mia also actually, uh, Mia Jackson, you know, like with all these things, I, I, I'm trying to, you know, help get, like inform myself as well, you know, because I figure if I'm learning, then we're all learning. And if we can have fun while we're learning, great, you know. So that's 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 where we're at with that. Um one of these days, I'll, you know, yeah, I'm not actually, I'm going to censor myself on that. I'm not going to complete that. In the future, I'll, I'll come back to a couple of uh, podcasts that were up recently. But um, anyway, uh, I guess I'll leave it at that. You know, I'm ho- I, I, I've, I, have a, I have a message in with uh, Adrian Appalucci. I, we, we've already agreed that we're doing the podcast, just coming down to a time. I may even do it later uh, today. Um, tonight is my night off. I have no show, so, uh, but I may still go in and, uh, try to have a chat with Adrian, uh, about all this. And, uh, so, you know, I guess, I guess there's nothing else. Oh, you know, the last note I had was, should the Aziz story have been printed? And, you know, I just don't think it's that important right now. Like, I get it, you know, some people feel it's unfair and, and I, I think that's an important discussion. I'm just not sure I want to have it. Like, you know, I think everyone has their own opinion on that. I mean, personally for me, I think it's a little fucked up, you know. You know, I just think that in, in you know, weirdly enough, there was a piece in the Atlantic. Think, I think, yeah, it was a piece in the Atlantic. And uh, it, it, it was like uh, the humiliation of Aziz Ansari, I think was the, that was the title. And I had said the first night in the comedy cellar when we were discussing, I said, there's a part of me that feels like this is like revenge porn. And then the, the Caitlin something is the, the writer of the Atlantic piece. And she said that she, she, she used revenge porn also. And so that was definitely my, my initial reaction. I, you know, I, I think like, you know, there is an element of like, and, and other women that I've talked to have said like, that's buyer's remorse. And that doesn't give you the right to then say, you know, in hindsight, you know, you were assaulted if you didn't make it, you know, if you clearly did, if you clearly, if it was clearly like consensual, you know, but anyway, I, I, I I'm conflicted on all that stuff because I think it's fucked up that the story was printed, but I actually think that there's huge positives to come from the fact that it's been printed. Because so many women have went, yes, yes, I have been in that situation. And I don't think Aziz Ansari's career should be fucked up. And I think maybe, maybe even this, maybe let's, 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 let's say it this way. Maybe in a couple of years time, if, oh, by the way, other shit might come out about Aziz Ansari. And I don't want people to suggest that I'm like defending his fucked up behavior, you know, because like I'm just discussing what's on the page, you know, what we've seen up to now. You know, and that's the other danger about talking about these things is there's so much fucking shit coming out. You know, you, you, you defend somebody and it turns out they're way worse than you thought. But so I'm not defending Aziz Ansari, but maybe just maybe in like five, 10 years time, people will look back and be like, 
that was great that that Aziz Ansari story came out. And Aziz Ansari himself might look back and say, you know, it was great because I don't really think I did that much wrong. Or I certainly at the time, I didn't think I was doing that much wrong. But hey, I was unaware of how my, you know, my, my aggressive, selfish sexual behavior was affecting other women, you know? And I think a lot of men weren't aware and now they're aware. And even though it was super embarrassing at the time, I'm happy to have been the guy that helps that discussion happen. Maybe, maybe. So I don't think the story should have came out. I think it was irresponsible journalism. I think it was written terribly. If you see the thing about the red wine versus the white wine, like that's fucking ridiculous in an article that's trying to talk about a woman being a victim, you know, to trivialize certain aspects of the date like that is crazy, you know, and to also, you know, in an article about consent to then have a section of it where it's like I sat down think, hoping that he would like twiddle my hair and all that. It's like, yo, if that's what you want, you got to articulate it, you know? And that was the, the New York Times piece was like, it's a story about how Aziz Ansari can't read minds, right? So it's like, <clears throat> I think it was badly written. I don't think you should include those bits in a story that's about this is how I really felt because it also proves that you sent out confusing messages. But then at the same time, I think if this story wasn't printed, we wouldn't be talking about this. Or maybe, you know, maybe like because he's a famous man that, it you know, it just gives it a lot of airtime. So, you know, maybe it's good that it came out. But I think it's fucked up that it can come out because I actually think, you know, that this is something between two people you know like I, I i think a private encounter shouldn't be public like this that's why i use the term revenge porn but then on the flip side i think it's such an important time it's a revolution you know it's literally a revolution that we're in the middle of you know and so of course there's casualties in a revolution you know and if this is his wound um uh then it's not the worst casualty to be inflicted in the revolution, you know? Uh, you get your purple heart and you fucking drive on, you know? Uh, so, viva la revolution. You know, I guess. Uh, I mean, when you're a man, equality is oppression. Let's face it, you know? Men are uncomfortable with this because, fuck, man, we didn't have anything to worry about before. You know, like, let's face it. You know, we didn't know. I didn't know how privileged I was. But at the end of the day, man, now that it's becoming clear and clear, it's like, oh, fuck. You know, I have benefited from some fucked up shit. And now, one, I have to admit it. And two, it's going to change. Uh, so, you know, I say viva la revolution, but of course it's fucking challenging. And of course, like, you're going to get defensive, you know. Of course you are. But, but I, don't, I, I don't think it makes you a bad person, you know. I really don't. To be like, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Whoa, what about you? What about women? You know, like, I get it. I totally get it. You know? I mean, I can't stand all these right-wing idiots that are like, so what do we need? Fucking triple consent form now? What do we need? Triple consent form? Just to get a hug? I'm not fucking talking about... I, 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 that's not the thing that I'm talking about. But at the same time, like, it's, it's okay to fucking be wrong. It's okay to be defensive. It's okay to put it out there straight away because that's how the discussion happens. You know? I mean, the, the fucking discussion online is just so irrational and, you know, it's insane. But but the, the, the more broad, nuanced, well-thought-out discussion, you know, that that's what's happening. And I don't think people should say, oh, this belittles the Me Too movement, this article, you know. 
because they're two separate things. I, I personally think they're two separate things, you know. And uh, so on all fronts. I mean, I know I, I've chosen to try to advance the discussion on a less controversial front, but on all fronts, I say, viva la revolution. But revolutions are fucking messy as fuck, you know. After the Irish Revolution, we had a fucking civil war. So, and there's many, many examples of the, you know, revolution. After the Arab Spring, we had fucking hell, you know. And I know that this is a different type of revolution, but let's face it, man. They're messy as fuck, you know. They're messy as fuck. So here we are in the mess, you know. Let's tidy it up. And when the fucking place is clean, let's make sure it's a fucking, a better a better world, you know, when we fucking, when when the revolution, as as the revolution continues, because this is not one of these ones that's just going to be over, you know, Th this is going to take a long time to change, but, you know, as it changes and we and we, we we get clearer, you know, let's make sure that we leave it that way, you know, because people keep talking about oh there'll be a backlash and all that, but like, let's try to make sure that 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 doesn't happen and let's keep the conversation going. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, I will sign off here. Normally I go home and do my little thanks for listening, but it's just me. So thanks for listening. There'll be more podcasts in 2018. Uh, uh, Adrian Appalucci coming up. Uh, Judah Friedland is coming up too. We just got to find a time with him. Judah Friedland has a great new Netflix special out, uh, which he just taped in various various nights at the comedy cellar over a period of time so it's super cool super unique worth checking out so we'll have him in the next week um uh and it's in separate news i i i have actually been thinking about doing a podcast about like like i you know like se irish sex like not irish sex but just like a podcast for irish people about sex called Ganesh in your face uh and uh you know so just like an upfront not unashamed discussion about sex in ireland so um i, I we, we might be doing like a little side a spin-off of the des bishop podcast called Ganesh in your face uh so if you're into that let me know um and uh i might try to find somebody to do that with but i'm going to be over here though. i'm going to be in new york but i might try to maybe i'll try to find uh, an irish woman who's based in New York that I get on well with and we can have like a weekly discussion about all matters of uh, bedroom politics uh, or bedroom behavior. Uh, so look out for that. Ganesh in your face. And uh, what else? Oh, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, January 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, so check that out. I'm also in, in Long Island in February and I'm in Boston in March and I'm in... Uh, Caroline's in New York on March 17th and then I go to Australia uh, add me on Instagram let's get the discussion going on Instagram at Des Bishop let's keep the discussion going there I put up a picture of my notes for this podcast so if you have any comments leave them up on Instagram at Des Bishop and uh, thank you all for listening spread the word that the Des Bishop podcast is back on the regular Um listen back to the Matteo episode and the Jessica Delfino episode if you haven't listened to those and um, give us some likes on uh, iTunes especially if you're in the States because like my on the American iTunes we've, we, we've got nothing you know uh, on, the, on, the, on the Irish iTunes we do okay but on the American iTunes we get shit so give us a like if you're over here in the States 
And uh, if you're in Australia, give us give us some likes, okay? I don't want to be desperate for likes, but I just want to be open when I communicate with you. I need some likes. Give me some five-star likes. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.